Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inside Situation, a bi-weekly podcast where we share with you some of the conversations we're having in the agency. I'm Peter Ujicic, the head of technology at Situation, and I have two wonderful guests with me today in the studio. Uh, the first one is Mara Winkler, our media supervisor here at Situation. Hello, Mara. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. You were on our uh, one of the contributors to our agency resolution podcast. I was. So people might recognize your voice. We'll see if they can guess which resolution was yours. And we've got an old pro back with us again, uh, Kevin Fitzpatrick, one of our senior interactive producers. Welcome back, Kevin. Hi, Peter. Thanks for being here. <laughs> uh, so the before we jump into our topic today, which uh, I think both of you are going to be uniquely positioned to help us discuss, um, can you tell us a little bit about what it is you do here at the agency for our listeners? Mara, can you start? Sure. Um, so I'm the media supervisor, and I oversee how we approach the digital media strategy for a lot of our clients and also manage our media planning and trafficking team. Fantastic. And and for some of our listeners who might not be familiar, if they're listeners to our podcast, I'm sure they know. But when we talk about media, we're talking about digital advertising products. Exactly. Fantastic. And Kevin, can you tell us what you do as a senior interactive producer? So I work on websites, to really put it uh, in a short way. But I manage the schedule, the budget, and basically the whole flow of the project uh, in its entirety from the start to finish. You sure do. And just before we started recording, we were in a meeting where you were planning a large build, uh, and you will be doing that twice more today. So yeah, <laughs> you live, breathe, and eat websites. Um, so the reason, uh, so the topic that we're going to talk about today is uh, the secret to longevity within the agency. And this was a topic that was suggested to us by our media team, which Mara is a part of. So thank you for that. Uh, and. Uh, the reason that I thought you guys would be great to have this conversation is that you've both been here at Situation for a not insignificant uh, part of your professional career. Um, Mara, you, can you tell our listeners how long you've been at the agency? Yeah, I've been here for about seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And is that the longest job that you've ever had? It is. Fantastic. And Kevin, what about you? I've been here for 10 years. 10, ten years. years. 10 years last October? Uh, last November. November. It was November 6th. So. Wow. Yeah. So 2006 is when you started. Wow. George W. Bush was still president then. Oh, my goodness. My God. Pre We've gone through two presidents. We have. You, you've outlasted them both. I know. If only they had your, uh, your stick-to-itiveness. Uh, well, that, f thank you guys both for, for being here. I think that, you know, a lot of times we hear and we've talked about the, the concept of the gig economy, we've talked about telecommuting, we've talked about the number of jobs that people working in a creative field might have over the course of the profession. And uh, I think it's really interesting to focus on people that, that have been in, in, not in, not maybe doing the same job, but at the same place for a period of time. Um, can you, Kevin, were you doing the same kind of stuff when you first started a situation that you're doing today? Or was your job fundamentally different? It was different. It was yeah. a lot different. Uh, the job was probably more of the job, you know, that some of our project, other project managers do, uh, not the interactive producers. Um, but can you, really, can you talk about the difference a little bit there. So the, the different difference was is that it was probably more traffic focused, basically looking at schedules every day and trying to make sure that nobody was overloaded uh, mm -hmm. on the schedule for that particular day, and more like more of handling like. 
hundreds of tasks as opposed to one huge task. Gotcha. So it, there was that, that, that is the big difference between the two jobs when you look at it. And both of them, very hard jobs. So maybe lightly touching a greater volume of things, whereas today you, you focus more deeply on, on big projects, mm-hmm. serially. Yes. Cool. And, and Mara, can you, uh, can you uh, relate to that? Were you doing something different when you started seven and a half years ago that you are today? Yeah. I mean, my job's completely different. I've always been in the media department, but I actually started as an intern here. And then when I was hired full-time, I was a traffic coordinator. Um, so when I started, my job was super technical, but now I'm in more of a managerial uh, type position and it's more strategic than it was when I first started. Um, I will say, though, I I still dip into the trafficking and media planning, whether we're stretched thin because of, you know, how many clients we have or I'm just jumping in and helping out. So I do still keep those skills kind of sharp, but it's definitely not part of my day-to-day anymore. Would, would you say, both of you, that it's fair that when you started at the agency, you were, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, more worker bees who were kind of going from one task to another and getting really good at the proficiency of that, and that as you've, if you, as you've been here longer, you've kind of widened your focus and kind of stepped back from the day-to-day? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say so. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I think that any anyone that rises to, uh, you know, advances in their career, I think we all hope that that will be the case. But I think it's a real, you know, I, I call it, you know, being in the trenches, getting getting your hands dirty and really having a fundamental understanding of what it is day to day that it takes to kind of do the product that we do. And I, I, I think it's always so great when you can hold on to people that, you know, became really proficient at one thing and then ha- have them advance through their career because they will be able to recognize the pitfalls or the trends or just understand what it is that's happening as opposed to someone maybe who starts at as a top level manager and just doesn't really understand what it takes to do the thing. Yeah, I think just kind of going from trafficker to media planner and knowing what those day-to-days are, it's definitely helped me in what I do now. Um, you know, anytime we're looking for efficiencies in the agency or mm-hmm. how to change processes or whatever the case may be, I think, yeah, I'm able to kind of step back um, just because I know what their day-to-day is like. Um, and I, I think that is really helpful for kind of how I approach any sort of situation that we're trying to revise or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. You might know where the shortcuts are. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I imagine that you've both had a hand as you've gone through the agency and kind of advanced in your careers, you've had a hand in helping to train the people that have come in to replace mm-hmm. you and do some mm-hmm. of those things. Or, you know, you can see the onboarding of someone and the questions they ask. How much of that is a part of what you do now? It's a pretty big part of what I do. Um, I'm very heavily involved in training anyone who comes into the media team, but also when we have new hires for client services or some of the creative positions too, um, I'm the one leading the media 101s and kind of explaining how the media team works with different positions or different departments within the agency. Cool. And, and Kevin, can you can you relate to that as well in terms of? I, well, I think you probably we don't hire help. as many. We don't hire as many uh, interactive producers. Uh, so it's it's basically like me and Randy right now. But as far as training throughout the agency, yes, definitely. I think we have there. I have a big voice and definitely the projects that go on uh, and trying to make them what they are and trying to work with the team 
or not trying, but working with the team and figuring out what the end result should be for that product. Well, and I, I also think it's fair to say, just working with you a lot, that as we bring in new web developers, new software engineers, you you have a lot of institutional knowledge in your head about kind of how, because so much of your job is communicating with that team mm-hmm. and making sure they have what they need to get their job done and hit their deadlines. I know that you kind of, they, they depend on you to understand how we do things here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of it as well. Um, and just collaboration in general. I mean, that's yeah. that's really what is, is more or less what the job is about, is making sure that people are collaborating to make the best possible product and uh, that everybody has a voice in that product. Yeah. Well, I, and I think, you know, I'm casting my mind back to when we've talked to some other folks at the agency on the podcast that have been here for a while, uh, a lot of them describe, and I know this has been true for myself, uh, a lot of them describe a point in their career here at Situation where they kind of hit a crossroads or, or had a moment of truth where they identified uh, maybe it was a particularly stressful time where, you know, they, they learned how to be useful here. And then because they were, you know, proficient at what they did, people just kind of kept coming to them and giving them more and more and more to do. And I think there's a point in, in at that where your cup kind of gets full and you have to figure out how you're going to make it past some hurdle to your next position. Do you guys relate to that? Do you, can you remember a time here when that happened to you? Yeah. I mean, I think that's just what happens when you're in one place for a really long time. That, that, that kind of stuff is going to come up. Um, there are many, many stressful days. Um, there are points where you either feel stuck or where you don't know what the next move is. Um, I think what I've learned to do and how to handle that is I try not to, once I realize that that's the case and I you know, think about how I'm feeling, I try to take a step back, maybe think about what my next move might be, you know, over the course of a day or two days, however long it takes rather than reacting to it immediately, because I think then you can tend to get emotional and, you know, your brain's not really functioning. You just kind of stress out about it. Um, So, yeah, so I like to take a step back, try to figure out actionable things to do and then kind of tackle that problem. And and do you, you know, I remember specifically when we, when Jackie talked about a moment like that when she was working here, you know, I think one of the places that we agreed is that you 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 shouldn't be afraid to ask for help when you're feeling that way, but that at some level you need to be an active participant in your own salvation, that nobody's going to kind of come down and hand you this solution if you don't change the mindset for yourself. Do you find that that was part of your process? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely good to ask for help. I ask for help. I encourage my team members to ask for help. But yeah, you have to be the person to specifically say, this is what I need help with. Um, this is why rather than, you know, looking for someone to say, this is what you should be doing. Right. Or just or just take let me just take some of the load off right. of you temporarily. And then next week when I'm on vacation, it'll all come back on you. Exactly. Yeah. Kevin, do you sympathize? Do you have have in your time here, your 10 years, have you gone through periods of time where, you know, maybe it was before you started doing a slightly different role or, or grown? Have you had those moments of kind of inflection and, and figuring out how you were going to take the next step? Yeah, definitely. I uh, I mean, I, I, I could actually document a, a, a pretty specific point in time when things changed a little bit for me, not even a little bit, probably a lot. Um, so I was, before I came here, I was an account manager. So I was used to more of like an account management, being client in meetings facing. all day, client facing and, 
you know, doing it. So I, when I came here and I was a project manager, I was probably doing similar things, you know, more in meetings, more in this and less on the organization probably. Uh, not saying that account managers aren't organized. They are. But right. more of their life is faced into meetings and being that people person. Right. Um, so as tasks started to pile up, I saw myself slipping in some cases, like missing tasks here, forgetting this one, forgetting that. And I started to change my routine completely, mm. you know, like where I, where I would wake up in the morning and I would start to do – go through all my emails. I became like this inbox zero guy. I got like really crazy about how I handle tasks and making everything actionable and being more of a project manager in that sense and more focused on collaboration and everything else. So I, I, I changed my system. Right. To better myself. Well, and, and the last time you were on the podcast, you you specifically talked. About I think some we of talked about tools. the system yeah. too, which I'm not going. I'm going to spare everybody that today. <laughs> well, they can go, uh, they can go back and listen to that. They, they can the listen podcast. to that podcast. But, but, but I have to say, I do. We do get a lot of uh, feedback that a lot of people really enjoy that. So yeah. I will say, you know, uh, I'm sure we'll do another one like that in the future. But um, but so you you kind of found through through changing your priority, your focus, or finding new tools, that was one of the things that helped you to kind of cross a bridge into a, a new area. And that eventually led into being more of an interactive producer too. And I think, you know, it's funny. I, th- I feel like the interactive producer position is more of like the project manager and the account manager kind of put together because the account manager sometimes loves to come up with ideas as well as the creative team. Right. Uh, and, you know, the project manager is really the person that just wants to manage the projects and get things done. And the interactive producer, you kind of have both of those worlds where you want to have the ideas, you want to like see things through and but you got to get things done. Yeah. So it's 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 a nice role. Well, and and suits I think me. I think it does suit you, and I think you do it very well. Um, I I think you know I'd be curious for each of you to to talk about uh, you know so much of what we do specifically in media and as we're building new technologies, the the field is advancing so much. There's so much new stuff to learn. The strategies that we used last year are completely different than the strategies we're using today. It'll be completely different than the ones next year. Can you talk about you know, do you think maybe that's one of the reasons that you uh, have stayed put for so long in one place is because the thing that you are doing is constantly evolving? So to have the stability of being in the same place, you still get that newness. You still get that, oh, I'm I'm advancing in some way, but I'm doing it in a community that is familiar to me. Does that play into it, do you think? I think so. I mean, yeah, just to reiterate your point. Everything is changing so, so, so frequently. Like, even if I were still in the same exact position, if I were still a traffic coordinator, which was, you know, what I was seven years ago, that job would not be the same anymore. Um, Yeah, it's so fast paced, but it is what keeps things fun and interesting. And I think every position here is constantly evolving just based on kind of what's happening now and also what we're predicting to happen in the coming months. Yeah. Kevin, do you have any any thoughts on the the evolution of how you kind of keep fresh on what uh how we do how we do what we do? Working in technology in general, I think you you have to keep fresh and we're always going to keep doing new ideas and you really really have to love technology to right. do that because you want to be abreast of everything that's happening, that's going on, you want to try new things. And that's what keeps me excited working here every day, you know? I mean, that's something that just keeps me I guess what you were saying before, in place, is that I am changing and that we are changing and that we are willing to do different things all the time. Uh, If we were just making Coca-Cola here every day and I was making the same bottle of Coke, um, 
it'd probably be pretty boring. I probably would have left here by now. Yeah. So, well, but I mean, that's an analogy to saying if we were making the same websites every single day, right? You know, then I would get bored. And there, there is some some degree to that. We still do that. Probably keeps the lights on. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, we are doing a lot of new and challenging things, which really is pretty awesome. Cool. And and I think it's probably fair to say that you guys have seen a lot of new folks come into the agency. Do you ever, uh, you know, do you ever find yourself being able to predict when somebody shows up, what are the characteristics of a new employee that are either going to, you, you feel like you know you're going to be working with them in five years or you feel like, oh, you know, I, I think this person may not be here very long for better or worse. You always give somebody a shot, but are there any, Are there, you know, a, a lot of people that listen to the podcast are, are folks that may want to work here or work in this field. Are there any thoughts or tips that you might be able to give to somebody if they want to go to a place and, and work there for seven years or 10 years? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've gotten pretty good at predicting who's a good fit, who's not. And like you said, like you always want to give them a chance. I mean, there's so much to learn when you first get here. We have so many internal processes you have to pick up on. And even just in terms of the culture, something that I love about the company, but I think is kind of hard to navigate when you're a new employee is how casual it is, but it's also a business. So you need to figure out what that balance is between being friendly, but also being professional. Um, But I think in terms of just working here and being successful, you have to be a go-getter, but you also have to be willing to just listen and take feedback rather than kind of pushing back or maybe giving your own, you know, spin on things, which is a good thing, but also just, you know, take advice that people are giving you, Uh, really soak everything in. You know, one of the advices that, uh, pieces of advice that I give to people is, you know, by all means, come in with your ideas and your thoughts, but but maybe every time you feel that impulse to kind of chime in, maybe in your first month or two, it's like maybe just sit on your hand a little bit and kind of like keep your ears open. Uh, and then fi- make sure you find that time. Everybody wants to come in and impress the people that they're working with with what they know and what they can do. But I think I think you're exactly right. I think kind of keeping your ears open and, and then learning learning the subtext and the how people communicate can can then give you a, a better foundation for when you do find your voice and when you do step in and make recommendations. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think when you first start working somewhere, you want to establish credibility and you don't want to come over, over you know, as a pompous person. Right. Uh, when you first come to any agency, I know just by nature, I probably do that if I were to go and do a new job. Yeah. Um, but I... I I think it's so funny. I think coming here, I, you, you you can't really take yourself too seriously. Take yourself too seriously. Um, somebody once joked to me that, you know, in the State of the Union, when everybody has to go around, we do a State of the Union every month. And, you know, Damien, our president, gets up and says, what is your favorite cereal? Ask that question. Usually the people who say Kashi Golin aren't working here for much longer. <laughs> Uh, because maybe and, and, and maybe that's part of the, like taking yourself seriously. But you know, the first people who say cocoa puffs or Captain Crunch are usually like you know it's funny. Uh, <laughs> which, but which somebody once said that to me. You know, I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's you, there's not exactly a rule book that's giving to you here. You got to really be able to roll with the punches. And, and I think there's a way to come into a place when you're new. Uh, and question, you know, one of the things I say to people all the time are there, there are very few sacred cows about, you know, any, any better idea on how to do something is certainly welcome. But you, I think you have to combine that with a, 
understanding that there is a reason why we do things the way we do them, that it's not just in that, that, you know, what, what a new person coming in hasn't seen might be all the trial and error that led to the reason that something is the way it is. Right. Um, but I feel like actually that's something we actually look at, like when we're bringing in new people, it is always really interesting to me when we do hire new people who have come from different agencies or whatever their background is when they do bring in new suggestions that like we maybe haven't thought of. Um, that that's always really interesting to me. And just cause I've been here for so long and like, this is what I know. So I, I like when people bring stuff to the table, but I do agree, you know, we, they don't necessarily have the background as to why things are the way they are, but yeah, no, that, it, it's, that's a really good point. I, I think that, you know, as we evolve, I think it goes back to that idea of whether you think of it as new blood or fresh ideas, you know, it, I think it also helps us to examine some of those, those ways that we do things so that it does continue. It does give us the energy to continue to feel like we're in a place that is changing. That's just not static. Right. And you want new people to bring something new to the table. So I do like hearing all the new ideas. So, you know, one, just before we wrap up, I'd love to get your guys thoughts on, the if you could predict the future the future of agency work um you guys have both been here for a while i i don't think you're going anywhere hope to be here for a while more but <clears throat> do you have do you have any kind of prognostications about what you think your job might be like in 5 years or you know do do you do you imagine that it'll still be coming to a workplace at a central office where 70 people are working in an open floor plan what what do you see in the future, your future or the company's future? Any thoughts? I don't even know if I can predict it anymore. I mean, you know, we really try to stay ahead of the trends, but everything just happens so fast and changes so quickly. Like, I remember having conversations about we when we first started looking into programmatic buying and us managing a lot of our media campaigns in-house, I remember having a conversation about, do you think we'd ever not buy directly through websites anymore. So like Playbill, New York Times, whatever. And I was like, no, that's crazy. (laughs) And I mean, this was maybe like two years ago or something. And now we still buy with them, but it's just so, so, so much less than we used to. And I feel like we're just kind of still going to continue in that direction. So even, yeah, two years ago when I like thought that this was such a crazy idea, like that's the direction we're going in now. So who are we buying with now? I mean, we still buy with those site direct um, publishers, but the majority of our campaigns are run in-house. So we're buying through Google Display Network, YouTube, yeah, Facebook, yes, all the paid social. Um, yeah, that's just where because a lot of our media the, dollars are. they got the tools to execute high targeting. Yeah, we could choose whatever targeting we want. We are buying so efficiently just in terms of cost and as well as just how we're actually managing the campaigns. Um, everything about the campaigns are super flexible. So there's just a lot of reasons yeah. we're doing it, and clients really like it as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just I always think about that conversation about how I was like, that is such a crazy idea, us yeah. not spending so much money working directly with these partners. Well, I, I always try to think about you know as as a technology person, you know who who is you know people come to me and they'll say, oh, I don't really understand technology, and you understand it so well, but I know that it's only a matter of time that at some point in my life there's going to be something that comes along where I just don't understand it fundamentally. Yeah. So it's that constant evolution of something's going to change. And there'll be that thing that I, you know, when I'm an old man and I'm talking about those kids and their rock music, there's <laughs> going to be something that's like, I just will not be able to grasp. I feel it coming. 
but hopefully, you know, we'll 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 bring in fresh ideas and fresh fresh minds and continue to learn. Uh, Kevin, what about you? Any any predictions uh, in the future of obviously the way people consume the information about you know how we're we're talking about our clients' events uh, has evolved? But do you have any thoughts about how the workplace might change? Robots. 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 Joking. Project managers and interactive producers. (laughs) I don't think we're going to get that far, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, we might have driverless cars in the next few years. And, you know, I was reading on a podcast or listening on a podcast the other day that, you know, 3 million people will go out of work just from driverless cars. Wow. Which is not amazing. It's terrible and amazing at the same end. Um, But I think we. Yeah, I, I I think right now the way websites are, I think they will probably eventually. We we have apps, we have robots, we have or bots, I should say. We have all different kinds of different ways to communicate online, mm-hmm. but the fundamentals don't change of what it is. It's information and getting information back, input output, yeah. and I think it's um, it, these things will definitely get easier over time, yeah. uh, but. Uh, I think the need for somebody to come in there, especially if, for what we do, when somebody comes to us and says, I want a customized experience, I don't want it to look like a Squarespace site. I don't want it to look like there's always going to be a need for that. Mm. There's yeah. always going to be a need for, you know, designer clothes. Otherwise, we'd all shop at Target. Right. You know, and just get the plain old $10 T-shirts. Yeah. So there's going to be a need for designer websites. There's going to be a need for designer anything. So right. I think it, it will it will continue to go on. I don't think people are just going to succumb to just buying your cookie cutter stuff. Well, and the creative thinking behind and the creative thinking. how to communicate, you know, as, as long as we keep trying exactly. to advocate people to have experiences, experiential uh, marketing is is going to be, I think, something that stays in place because I think, like you said, you know, after a while, people become kind of immune to the effects of the normal. So there, you know, we have to find a new way to break through and say, okay, mm-hmm. let us let us present you with a more targeted, uh, you know, opportunity or you know, based on something we know about you. But uh, well, Mara, Kevin, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Um, here's hoping to another seven and ten years, respectively, uh, of working together with you. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, if you, for you, our listeners, if you want to give us any feedback, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email to podcast at situation.myc, and we'll talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks. Bye.